This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Holy Spirit continues to set hearts on fire with the love of Christ and inspire people to bring the good news to a world that is aching to hear it. Welcome to Blazing the Trail, a weekly show dedicated to the church's mission of evangelization. Now, here's your guide on this grand adventure, Catholic singer, songwriter, author, and speaker, Miriam Marston. And welcome back to Blazing the Trail here on Mater Dei Radio. I am your host, Miriam Marston. And as always, I'm so glad you've taken some time out of your week to reflect together on how God, in His steadfast love and compassion, continues to draw His children closer to Him. I know that each time I hear a person's spiritual testimony, it fills me with the same kind of joy and wonder as though I'm hearing this kind of story for the very first time. Because when we encounter the truth and power of the gospel, there's a sense of newness, of refreshment, of inspiration that accompanies that experience. In this way, God has never stopped creating. The act of creation which began in Genesis is carried right up into this very moment. As the Holy Spirit continues to mold you, to fashion your heart, to transform you into the person He's had in mind for all time. And this is why I'm so grateful that this show provides just one more platform to share how God is real and really doing something in our world today. And I know that my guest for this episode would agree that God is at work all around us because he's experienced that in his own life. Aaron Earhart is a producer with Mater Dei Radio. In fact, he produces this very show. And I was glad to have a chance to welcome him on Blazing the Trail because we've collaborated for the last couple of years. And I know I was curious what led him to work for Catholic Radio. So that's some of what we cover in our conversation. And during the course of our interview, Aaron also reflects on an important but sobering reality that we have to contend with in the work of evangelization, the scandal of evil, especially where it shows up among members of the church. It's not difficult to conclude why this would be such an enormous obstacle in evangelization. Because the beautiful and powerful message of the gospel can get drowned out and even eclipsed by the terrible actions of those who have actually been entrusted with sharing the gospel. You know, just recently, I was listening to a talk by a previous guest on this show, Jonathan Lewis, who was speaking about different reasons young people leave the church. Unsurprisingly, some of his friends have left because of scandal and how that can really break trust in the church. And he made the point that young people are looking for mentors who aren't scandalizing the church with sin, but who scandalize the world with holiness. And I was really struck by that statement. To act with holiness is to live in a way that the world does not expect and honestly often doesn't want. But living differently and loving radically like Jesus is the kind of evangelization that every Christian is called to. So please enjoy my conversation with Aaron, and I'll be back with a brief reflection on the other side of the interview. 
Today, I am joined by Aaron Earhart, who works as a producer for Mater Day Radio. He's married and he attends uh, St. Stephen's in Portland. Aaron, you and I have been working on this show uh, together for the last couple of years um, yeah. in terms of producing it, getting it on the air. I'm just really grateful that to have you on the other side in a sense of this program. So welcome to Blazing the Trail, Aaron. How are you today? I'm wonderful. Thank you. It's a little different to be on this side of things, but uh, we'll have some fun. I'm looking forward to it. So, um, you know, Aaron, I know that the decision to go work for Catholic radio, I'm guessing that didn't happen overnight. So I'm wondering, how did the Holy Spirit capture your attention? I mean, what happened there? And how did you find your way into the church, into the body of Christ, which ultimately has led you into this role? So I'm an adult convert. Uh, I was raised, basically, I can't tell the story of coming to work at the radio station without telling my conversion story because it all kind of, of happened in sequence. But short version is uh, I was raised Episcopalian uh, mm-hmm. as a kid, fell away from that like a lot of people will do in my high school years. Uh, parents got divorced and I just kind of didn't look back and lived a lot like the world for a long time. And then my mother was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and I got to spend a lot of time with her at the end, which was great. It was a, it was a true blessing. It was t- horrible and hard, but it was a true blessing yeah. to be able to spend time with her. And like moms will do, she asked a question that she already knew the answer to. And she goes, what are you doing for church these days? <laughs> and, you know, dinner plate eyes. And I was like, I'm not. And she goes, why don't you think about that? And then that was it. You know, I was convicted and then she changed the subject. And um, so that was, unfortunately, what it took for me to uh, to have to go, okay, what do I believe? And it's time to be real about that. Right. And uh, I'm a bit of a history nerd. So I started researching, you know, I grew up as Episcopalian. What is Episcopalian? Because it was never really talked about. Right. And, uh, I said, oh, they're the American version of the Anglicans. Essentially, what are the Anglicans? And then, you know, that led to Henry VIII and all that. And I was like, wow, that's really kind of messed up. I guess I'm, if I'm going to be, you know, a Christian, because that's what I believe, I've got to be either, you know, because then history took me back down and I was like, okay, I'm either going to be Catholic or Orthodox. Mm -hmm. And I wish I could remember when, but at some point, somebody put a rosary in my hand or I found one, but uh, I joke, I'm a YouTube convert. So you know, I'm doing all this research on the internet and yeah. I stumble through YouTube and I find uh, Bishop, then Father uh, Barron and then um, Father Ricardo. And uh, since this Fidelium channel, which is kind of like a, um, uh, it's a channel on YouTube and he just posts all these different talks from different priests from all around. Yeah. That really kind of introduced me into the traditions of the church. And I just, I was hooked. And long story short, I was like, okay, this is real. This is what, you know, being a real Christian is. And uh, if I'm going to do it for real, that's what I've got to be. And um, mm-hmm. I was living, my wife and I had moved up here, gosh, in 2015. Mm-hmm. And I was living on the Southwest side of town and I just kind of went, okay, well, if I'm going to be Catholic, I'm going to be a traditional Catholic. And that's what really drew me in was was the traditional mass. And uh, so I started going to uh, both Holy Rosary and St. Stephen Catholic Church and um, just kind of just tried to swim in it as much as I could. And then finally, 
went to a, uh, when I was still kind of on the fence, I would sneak in, go to mass and then leave, obviously not receive. Cause I knew that was what you were yeah. not supposed to do as the non-Catholic. And then finally I just was like, okay, I can't sit on the fence any longer. I've got to do this. And, uh, came into the church in 2019, uh, at Holy Rosary of the Easter vigil. And then I was just kind of, I was working out at Intel as a shipping and receiving guy. And at some point the radio station was, was, uh, was doing their fundraising to build this building. And they came through and I made a donation and, and didn't think anything of it. And then I got a, a thank you book. I guess I made a donation big enough to get like a thank you book in, in return. Well, I was like, oh, that's really nice. And I opened up the book and it's signed from Julian Durko. It says, dear Elizabeth, thank you for your generous donation. And I was like, oh, they sent the wrong book. So long story short, I called them up and I was like, hey, you know, you sent the wrong book. You should probably check your mailing list. Can I drop it by or put it in the mail? And, uh, and they're like, oh, you can do either one. I was like, well, what are you? Oh, we're Southwest. Oh, I live Southwest. Where Southwest? Oh, Sylvan Hill. It's like, oh, my wife and I's apartment was five is five minutes away at the time from the station. So I said, well, okay, well, I'll just bring it by and and on my way home from work one day. So I did that, got the tour. Next thing I know, I'm signed up to volunteer to stuff envelopes, you know, one day, one day a month or something. And and it was fun. I would come in for a little bit, help help do a mailing and then leave. And they were everybody was super nice. Yeah. And I met uh, John, then the producer, John Lundeen, and they were looking for somebody to help with their football broadcast. This was pre-COVID. Yeah. And uh, they were going to go around and follow the Catholic high school football season, but they needed somebody in studio to run things while they were alive out at the football game. And I just laughed and said, sure, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing, but if you'll teach me, sounds fun. Yeah. So I did that for a little bit. And then he was stepping away from radio work to go help raise his kids. And he needed to go back to his medical career. Yeah. Um, and so they said, we need somebody to do some part-time editing. Would you be interested? And I said, again, I don't know what I'm doing, but if you'll teach me, I'll do it. Sounds fun. So then I started doing part-time editing. And then as John left, they needed a full-time producer. And so I just kept poking my head up saying, well, if you'll bear with me, I'll learn and, and keep doing it sounds fun. And next thing I know, I'm a full-time radio producer. So that's the very abbreviated version, but <laughs> literally uh, I attribute it all to, uh, to Our Lady because after I came into the church, one of the things Father Gabriel Mosher told me was, uh, he goes, don't get involved. And he's like, you're full of energy and you're happy about being Catholic. But he's like, but don't get involved in 15 different things because you'll yeah. be exhausted and you'll get burnt out. He's like, spend a year being Catholic and then find like the one or two things that you're really drawn to that you want to do. Yeah. And he goes, one of the ways that I recommend you do that is you make the 33 day consecration to Jesus through Mary, uh, the St. Louis de Montfort version. So I did that. And I, and it literally right after I finished that things started happening at the radio station. So I think if you, uh, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm always docile to the, to the spirit, but I try to be. And when, you know, I started listening to the way that the world was pushing me, I just joke that our lady needed me in, in radio. So here I am. Love That's it. That's a short. <laughs> I love, and I, you know, I, I smile because I've heard a number of stories that involve just how things, um, kind of, uh, go from, uh, stuffing envelopes to yeah. <laughs> just more, 
more uh, definitive right. service and working for the church. So you're not alone. Uh, for those who are just tuning in, I'm speaking with Aaron Earhart, who works as a producer for Matcha Day Radio. Um, Aaron, you mentioned at one point in your story that either you found a rosary or someone gave it to you. Was it given with any explanation at the time, Aaron, or was it, um, did you have to go find what to do with praying? I'm pretty sure I, I looked it up. I, I don't remember who gave it. I think I might've even pulled that out of like the lost and found, you know, right. or, uh, I know Holy Rosary has like a couple of just hanging by the side entrance there. So if you need a rosary, you just take one. So it might've been one of those, but I literally looked up how to pray it. Cause I kept hearing about pray the rosary, pray the rosary, pray the rosary and all these you know, I joke, I'm a YouTube convert and all these things I was watching. And so I say, like, well, I got to pray the rosary. And, you know, I, I was not meditating on it at first. I was just doing my you know, petitions like, oh, I want to pray this decade for X. And, <laughs> and then I learned, oh, no, this is, you know, meditating on the life of, of Jesus and, and through the different mysteries of his life. Um, death and resurrection, obviously. But it was, it was the road. I mean, I, I didn't, I mean, the only person I can say that gave it to me was, was our lady, <laughs> you know, cause I, I don't remember a specific person saying, Hey, you need to pray the rosary. Here it is. Other than yeah. people on YouTube, you know, so. that's awesome. Um, in addition to our lady, Aaron, have you found yourself gravitating towards, um, any other saints as you've come into the church and are discovering really the great treasure that is the communion of saints? Yeah. Who else have you discovered? Oh, so many, um, the the two that I uh, well obviously Saint Maximilian Kolbe was one of the first ones that I remember reading about, um, and Padre Pio, you, you know who, how can you not hear about Padre Pio? Um, but recently I've had a very strong devotion to Saint Therese, um, and everybody kind of looks you know they go the the little flower I'm like well she was quite uh, in, in a I don't want to take detract from her femininity, but she was quite masculine in her spirituality. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the little way is, is, is hard. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, to, to focus on right now, being a, a nerd, a history nerd, I, you know, I get into, Oh my gosh, all this is happening and I need to worry about this and that and the other thing. And it's like, no, what I'm, what, what do I need to do right now mm-hmm. to serve the Lord? And that's hard to do, at least for me, that's hard to do. And then to, you know, recognize, especially after I missed an opportunity to go, oh, that's what I should have been doing for that moment or whatever. So yeah. uh, St. Therese has been, has been amazing. And then uh, I've grown in, in a devotion to the Holy Face hmm. and then realized that St. Therese took two, uh, two religious names when she went into Carmel she was St. Therese of the child Jesus and of the Holy face. And she had this great deep devotion to the Holy face. So it just kind of fits. So St. Therese is, is the one right now that, um, that I'm talking with most. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Um, Aaron, you mentioned in your story that you went through this season of life where it's kind of living in the world, not really connected to the Christian faith in any way. So I'm sure you have a certain empathy for those who are kind of outside of this body who are, but who are still really searching, I'm sure on some level for meaning, for purpose. Um, Maybe you've had the opportunity to speak to folks like this, but what might you tell them because this experience is still recent enough that it's still probably 
pretty fresh. What might come to your heart in terms of what you would tell to someone who is genuinely seeking? Oh, wow. Um, to, to the, I mean, I think everybody is seeking, uh, St. Augustine obviously said it most poetically, you know, uh, our hearts are restless until they rest in thee. But the, um, the thing I would say to those who are searching is, is, and it was a big hurdle for me because I was coming in and then being a nerd, I was reading about all the things going on in the church. And so you see the scandals and you see the abuse and everything else. And I had to, I literally had to step back for a couple of months and go, can I be a part of this? Yeah. And the short answer is the bark of Peter has always been a mess. You know, <laughs> yeah. we're as human beings, we're a mess. You know, original sin is we're a mess and we need the Lord to clean us up. And if you go back through the history of the church, you see what a mess it's been and how, frankly, there have been evil people in the church for a long time. You know, the, the line about, well, you're being a hypocrite then is kind of the fire back I've gotten, especially from some friends who don't really talk to me anymore. Oh gosh. And I say, well, no, we're all hypocrites. You know, that's why I need Jesus. <laughs> you know, that's why I need confession. I'm not a saint yet. I still have to go to confession on the regular. So I, I would say to those people who are searching, I cannot imagine having gone through the last couple of years, not being Catholic. Yeah. And not having the hope of of what I'm here for and understanding where my life is headed. Yeah. And so I would just say, you know, keep searching. There's going to be a lot of roadblocks that are going to get put up, you know. But uh, if you pick up the rosary, mom will take care of it. I, I mean, I just swear, if you can if you can make the time to pray the rosary every day, you will not sail through. It won't be easy, but you'll at least know. Well, she's the star of the sea, right? You'll kind of yes. have that North Star pointing you where you're supposed to be going. Mom will lead you to what you need to <laughs> you need to know. You know, yes. there's a reason yeah. when he was hanging on the cross, he said, "John, behold your mother, mother, behold your son." He gave her to us as our mother. I, the image that also comes to mind is she's mother of the church. What it does to her heart to see, yes, the like you said, the mess that sometimes we've made of this tremendous gift that has been given to us in the church. Right. Um, and, and that's uh, not on the church. I mean, the church is the spotless bride of Christ, right? right? So yeah. it, it's, it's not that I want to focus on the bad stuff. It's right. that I know that one of the big hurdles for converse, at least it was for me, was seeing all of that and then getting past it to what, you know, what the main goal is, is becoming a saint. And, uh, and so I, I think one of the things I struggle with being in radio is, is I think a lot of us as Catholics don't want to address it. We just want to mm -hmm. say that's past and it's done. I think we just need to be honest about some of the scandals and say, yes, they're scandals and this is evil and wrong. And that's not who we're supposed to be. And then show people who are supposed to be by trying to live it out the right way. And, and, uh, you know, yeah. if, if we can, if we can become the saints we're supposed to be, people are going to see that and be drawn to it. What's coming to mind is that this is the way of the incarnation too, that this is God who stepped into, frankly, it was a messy world and he was born in a really messy place and he doesn't 
he doesn't avoid that. He doesn't dodge it. He doesn't. So even by stepping into it, he's saying, look, there is something that can happen even in this realm. And he steps into that and says, look, I can show you a way to live. It's one of the reasons he comes. Yes. Oh my goodness. He comes to save us, to set us free, but he shows us the way of being human as well in all of that. So to, to say that we have to kind of look away from um, the troubles, the messiness is to kind of say, well, that Jesus entered into this sort of sanitized, whitewashed, polished scene. And that's not even the reality, but he shows us how to live well and yeah. to, to live authentically. Um, and I would say that to converts too, you know, yeah. read the, read the gospels because yeah. it's not a pretty world he's in. Mm-hmm. And, and, but at every turn, especially all those wonderful parables and, but he's always interacting with people and he's bringing, you know, the least likely people yeah. and turning them into saints, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> collectors, you know what I mean? And, um, so, I mean, I, that's, that gives me hope because I was not, I mean, if you told me when I lived back in Texas as a personal trainer that in 10 years, I would be in Portland, Oregon, working at a Catholic radio station as a Catholic, I would have probably laughed in your face. Yeah. And, you know, the Lord can do amazing things if you let him do it. Yeah, and absolutely. I wasn't going to let him do it until, frankly, it took my mom's death to kind of, like, get into my crusted heart. But, yeah. you know, we can voluntarily say, okay, you know what? Take this mess of my life and do something with it. And, yeah. you know, I can't imagine not being Catholic now. So, Oh, amen to that. And, and similarly, if, I mean, yes, if many, some 20, 25 years ago, if I had been told, yes, you're going to be a Catholic, first of all, you're going to be a consecrated virgin. You're going to be working for the church. I don't, I don't even know what I would have said. Um, um, that's not, that's not me. What planet are you on? So it it yeah. is extraordinary um, that, Truly, he does make all things new, Aaron, doesn't he? He really does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as we as we wrap up, Aaron, anything you'd like to leave uh, our listeners with as they head into the week, as they head into the days ahead? Um, what 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 comes to your heart, Aaron, to share? Uh, the first thing I would say is is make your personal consecration to Jesus through Mary. Use the thirty three day uh, Saint Louis de Montfort version because it's a very uh, very structured thing and it's got Bible readings and it, and it prepares you to understand what's happening. And then you are our ladies. You are completely hers to do with as she pleases and she'll do amazing things with you. Um, but as far as like, you know, all of the mess of the church in the world, you know, like I said, our, our heavenly mother has warned us over and over again about what's happening from these are the church approved ones, you know, uh, our lady of good success, which is actually called, uh, our lady of when successo mm. read that it's amazing. She came in the 1600s and warned us about the 20th century. I mean, it's incredible, but our lady of La Salette, our lady of Fatima, our lady of Akita, you know, she's told us about the mess of this time. And so that should give us some hope about we're going to get through it, you know, and that, our Lord has put us in this time and this place to be saints. So, you know, it's up to us to do it and have hope because he, uh, Matthew 28 is mm-hmm. that he's going to be with us to the end of the age. So 
he's with us, you know, and, and for my cradle Catholics, you know, appreciate what you have, go deep into it, you know, go deep into something, find some devotions, um, you know, read the church fathers, read. I mean, there's so many writings of the saints and I don't mean to sound to fly my trad flag here, but, you know, read saints from before 1960, you know, there's an amazing treasure trove of the church that, that I don't think we, we show off enough, live out being Catholic. It's an amazing life from going to the sacraments to the devotional life. But, you know, you have a, you have been given the pearl of great price, you know, appreciate it, shine it up and show it off. Love it. Aaron, that's great. You've given us our homework. (laughs) So (laughs) I'm talking to myself. I'm no, I'm no saint, but I'm, I'm, you know, hopefully I'm, I'm on the road. But. Well, we're all in, we're all in good company because we're in this together and we're being right. led by our Lord, by our lady. And Aaron, I, I want to thank you for your time today, but also from the bottom of my heart, just all the work that um, you've done. It's been a, a joy to collaborate with you at the radio station. So I deeply appreciate uh, everything you do, Aaron. Well, likewise, it's a privilege to be here. So thank you. Thank you, Aaron. God bless you. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Aaron made a reference to Matthew 28, which is basically the theme song of this whole program, but it's where Jesus promises that He will be with us until the end of the age. So to wrap up this episode, I wanted to draw from an address given at the Synod of Bishops in 2012, which reflected on those words and also on the role of Mary. We hear echoing in us the actual command of Jesus to His apostles, Go and make disciples of all nations, and behold, I am with you always until the end of the age. The mission of the church is not addressed to one geographic area only, but goes to the very hidden depths of the hearts of our contemporaries to draw them back to an encounter with Jesus, the living one who makes himself present in our communities. This presence fills our hearts with joy. Grateful for the gifts received from Him in these days, we raise to Him the hymn of praise. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. The Mighty One has done great things for me. We make Mary's words our own. The Lord has indeed done great things for His church throughout the ages in various parts of the world, and we magnify Him, certain that He will not fail to look on our poverty in order to show the strength of His arm in our days and to sustain us in the path of the new evangelization. The figure of Mary guides us on our way. Our journey, as Pope Benedict XVI told us, can seem like a path across the desert. We know that we must take it, bringing with us what is essential— the gift of the Spirit, the company of Jesus, the truth of His Word, the Eucharistic bread which nourishes us, the fellowship of ecclesial communion, the impetus of charity. It is the water of the well that makes the desert bloom. As stars shine more brightly at night in the desert, so the light of Mary, the star of the new evangelization, brightly shines in heaven on our way. To her we confidently entrust ourselves. So at the time of this recording, we're moving through that desert of the Lenten season. And so I hope that along the way, you are able to drink of the water that Jesus has to offer us, and that you too discover the shining light of Mary's presence, guiding us along our Lenten road to the glory of the Lord's resurrection. 
Thank you so much for tuning in. Again, my name is Miriam Marston, and I hope you'll join me next time as we continue to explore the depths of joy and peace, which are at the heart of discipleship. Until then, stay well and stay close to Christ. God bless you all. You've been listening to Blazing the Trail, a weekly show dedicated to the church's mission of evangelization. For more information on Miriam Marston and her work, plus an archive of our past shows, visit us online at matradayradio.com or download the Hail Mary Media app. Blazing the Trail is produced at the studios of Matraday Radio in Portland, Oregon. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through MaterDayRadio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.